them come. This is their fate. You're... <laughs> all right, all right. Welcome back to the... Let me do a bird, man. All right, all right. Welcome back to the House of Wolves podcast. I'm your host, Deontay, here with my near and dear friends, Jalen and Josh. We got some topics for y'all today. As usual, we're going to talk about a few things. Uh, we took a little hiatus um, uh, personal reasons, but we had to take that hiatus. Don't worry about it. But we back. Back in full effect, my boy. Uh, but yeah, before we get started on these topics, as usual, Jalen, Josh, update the people. How you been? Where your life's at? The trials and tribulations? Anything of that nature? Go ahead, big nose boy. No, just... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah well I, I guess i'll go because it, it was my fault took the time off just uh got a new member in the family uh had a had a baby with my wife um and you know we it's just been a, a big adjustment period um i'm used to like you know newborns being in, in the family but uh you know being a first-time parent is a lot more responsibility and a lot less sleep you got to get used to uh so um yeah it just wasn't working in my schedule for uh doing the podcast but we was able to get something together this week for y'all so don't ever complain we won't give you nothing uh <laughs> <laughs> yes yes indeed i know it was extremely painful when i was trying to keep it up as well and then we went to well, twice once a week and I was like, shoot. So, uh, but yeah, I appreciate you taking the time, Josh. And I know it's a it's a big adjustment, and I'm pretty sure you guys are gonna conquer that in no time for sure. Um, but yeah, you continue. Any games you've been playing? Anything like that? Trying to get some time. Uh, y'all know me. Just uh, putting in time on Fortnite and and Overwatch. Um, Overwatch has had a a rough launch, but luckily, I don't know if it's like my time zone or whatever, but I'm I usually miss the maintenance time, so I may have been able to play play a bit. So I got a lot of uh feelings on the game, but uh other than that, no, I haven't really had a lot of time. Uh, okay. Well that's all. Go ahead, Jalen, what you been up to? I know we back in this mall like we never left, not just why. <laughs> but uh no, nah, I ain't really been up to nothing, truth be told. Just working. I'm kinda sick. Overwatch had a, a not so good launch. They I shot to put that ash work in, but clearly they ain't gonna be playing with ash. But other than that, like games that I've been playing, I haven't really been playing a lot of games. I know I had mentioned before that that Pokemon that hack Pokemon game, I've been playing a lot of that. And I still been playing a lot of that. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm like, man, I gotta beat this game, bro. This game's all kind of crazy, but it's trash at the same time. But they cheating, so um, that's really what I've been playing. I've been playing on my laptop and stuff. Uh, and other news, I got a Steam Deck. Still ain't set it up yet. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and that motherfucker, like, it's week. Ain't set it up yet. But I'm like, I could play my emulator on there. That that had Pokemon game. I'm just like. The laptop already working, bro. Let's keep playing it out here. Mm. Uh, but I don't know what you're waiting on. Unless you go right. 
try to return it, but I don't think they care if you open it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm gonna figure out what I'm gonna do. Deontay sent me that video of what to do, and I'm just looking like, man, I gotta buy SD card. <laughs> so, man, well, what size you get? Sixty <laughs> four. Yeah, he got a sixty four. Yeah, yeah, so I was like, I don't know, but it, I mean, it's good price SD cards too. So I'm like, out of I felt like when I had my head, just add that SD cards whenever I felt like. And, but, because I forgot how much you showed me the SD card was for, but, but yeah, but that's pretty much it, though. Just working and trying to stay active, uh, working out a couple times, but yeah, got back to open and stuff like that. So that's pretty much it, though. Okay. Well, um, I know there's probably, you know, you're get, we're getting, um, just a little bit of feedback and uh, on the on the mic, but simply Jalen is on the move right now, so we apologize. We we had to fit it in somewhere, um, but we ain't gonna talk about it no more. You, they probably not gonna listen to the intro, so who cares? Um, so uh, yeah, I think uh, what I wanted to talk about first, and well, let me get my spiel out what I've been doing. I fixed a few porch um, steps <laughs> this weekend. I uh, did some maintenance around the house. I mean, very typical dad stuff on the weekends. Get this, get the, get the honeydew list done. Um, I ain't really been doing much gaming. Trying to play Overwatch as well. We obviously been trying to do that together, and it has been a crapshoot to to say the least. Um, but yeah, I haven't really tried to play anything. I've been playing. Uh, I don't know why, but that was the Steam Deck game I went to uh, with SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom. I am like pretty close to getting. Um, got like I don't know how many spatulas I got at this point. I think I got like forty-five spatulas, golden spatulas, and I'm I'm trying to. Um, I've just been playing it. I've just been enjoying doing all or everything, and I don't know. It's been um, interesting. But yeah, I've been just playing SpongeBob, and I was like, it's something I used to play when I was a child, and I enjoyed it then. I still enjoy it now. And yeah, Steam Deck just helps me like pick a game, because I might play Prey next. I think I'm going to really sit down and play that, or Shadow of War. Because I never beat Shadow of War, and um, I've been really into Lord of the Rings and Ring of Power, and it just kind of ignited me. Hey, maybe I should play and finish Shadow of War. So that's another one of those games I could just throw on a Steam Deck, play in my leisure after I finish SpongeBob, of course. Uh, but yeah, that is what I've been doing. Just been chilling, trying to, you know, just stay busy i really i think it's it's that time of the season it's just stay busy do something get all this stuff done before you know the winter winter is coming um and i don't really like you know doing all that type of stuff during the winter so uh there's some like other stuff i gotta do around the house just to make sure that stuff is done yeah real real parent vibes very interesting but you know Everybody's, it's like the season of change. It's the season of change. That's what I want to call it. Uh, but yeah, that's what I've been up to. 
I ain't been really doing anything other than that, but still been good. Why does Overwatch 2 have a 2.0 rating? <laughs> Jesus. I was looking at Overwatch's Google page and they, they literally are thrashing this game. I have been unable to merge my account from Overwatch 1. Now they have closed Overwatch 1. I am able to do anything. <laughs> my man is very, very poor. Uh, that, 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 the, the sentence structure is very poor, but he's upset. Another mm -hmm. truly spectacular failure by Blizzard. My last review was deleted for some reason. I was just being honest by describing how Blizzard was one special part of many people's childhood. Now it's an absolute disgrace to the industry. Jeez Louise, man. People are upset. Rightfully so. Um, it wasn't the DDoS that they were... It, it, the DDoS was over with a, a day one. It's everything else that comes along with launching this game that has caused issues. The cross-play, cross-progression, Overwatch 1, Overwatch 2, system change. Um, just everything in abo above that has been plaguing this game for the last week. It launched on October 4th. It's October 10th. So... Um, there's just been too much that's been causing it to feel like the most bumpy launch experience ever. And that's where we can start because, um, yeah, we already talking about it. But Overwatch 2, let's talk about the launch and then let's talk about our feelings outside of the launch about the game. Because I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to associate the two because they they're not the same. Um, so the launch. How are you feeling about the launch, guys? <laughs> is 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 uh these reviews capturing our essence? Or are mm -hmm. are we having a different experience? Uh well, I say my experience is the minority for y'all because mm. y'all haven't played as much as I have. So how much did you actually play, Jayla? I know that me, I played like at least two matches with you, probably. Man, I probably, I think the only time I really played was, I think I played a little bit. I played a little bit by myself. And then I played a little bit with you. And Deontay, I think that was pretty much it. And I think we played a little bit. It was just me and you one time. We were just playing a little bit, but. Other than that, I ain't really played it much. I'm, they took away Ash, bro. I'm like, man, I'm not playing. I tried to go back to my PS5 and go play. I'm like, man, I, let me just keep my old stuff and go play on my PS5 instead of switching to Deathbox. And I'm still in the same position. I'm like, bro, I can't do this. I'm not finna play with these characters. I need Ash. <laughs> so, I ain't been playing it much. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. I had to go to Kalamazoo right quick. I'm like, I could bring my PS5 to come play Overwatch because they might fix their account merge. But I was like, they said next week. Nah, I ain't carrying that having PS5 around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's unfortunate because like the account merge thing is something that I've been waiting for since like, what, 2018, 2019 for Overwatch? Because they, mm -hmm. they did do like a crossplay thing. You can play PC and everybody else, but like that, that's not really useful, especially. For example, like Apex, I can play on PC, but I don't have any of my progress. So what's the point of playing it all on a different system? Um, and that they could have rolled it out sooner. It might have been better. 
maybe not waiting to the launch would have been the the best idea they could do like two months ago but they they launched it then a lot of people have been able to play just to because the server's been overloaded um people ddos in and then just the server's not working because a lot of people still trying to play um you get in the game, you don't have your characters, or you get in the game and you have your characters and you get disconnected from in the middle of a match. So, and then it puts you back in like a what, a 30, 30, 40 minute queue? Yes. Um, on on uh, Xbox and stuff, like on actual systems, yes. On PC, I had a much different experience, but then I got that server, I think it's the 1020 38, something like that. Uh, yeah. That situation. I saw on Xbox. Today, if you get an achievement, like if you're a new player and you get an achievement in the middle of a match, yeah. uh, it'll kick you from the match. <laughs> Jeez Louise, man. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the launch is, has been really bad. And I, I just was going to say, like, for Overwatch 2, it didn't really have a lot of good PR leading up to it. it it's kind of like a weird situation where it's not really a sequel, um, but they want to capitalize on the sequelness of it. Um, so, People were kind of lukewarm on it from the beginning. Yep. Uh, and then it had a, a really bad launch. Uh, so at best, Overwatch 2 is a sidestep if you don't have any issues. But for most people, it's like just a, a straight up downgrade. Um, for me, I've been playing the game a lot. It's It's been fun. I haven't had any of the same issues that y'all had. But um, it's still like fundamentally a not a good launch and i f- i feel like my my feelings on it is mostly i feel like this is intentional mm. uh some of it could have been avoided but they chose not to for they knew that how to put it because you know a lot of studios oh we got to release our game this year because we we don't want to make money on it but it's not ready so what can we do to mitigate the bad press so the game is going to launch pretty bad right now uh, a lot of people not happy, but it's free to play. So all you have to do is just come out with a, a decent season or a decent push of like marketing and hopefully get like a, a good amount of people to join in the game. And people will be happy because they made improvements. Oh, all of our accounts merged. Uh, the shop prices are cheaper. And oh, we got a new character. And they improved the battle pass. So I, I feel like we've seen this type of stuff a lot recently with free-to-play games and this game is no different because i i kind of refuse to believe that blizzard being as big as they are with like a dozen different like online multiplayer games that people like couldn't have made this a good launch because pretty much overwatch one launched perfectly and it was the like you know the most popular game that whole year and i don't know what happened (laughs) other than like uh, just dumb decisions and and capitalism. Um, I think they. So yeah, I let I let you go from there. That's the yeah. That's the launch stuff and a little bit of my feelings. I, I'd say I'm mostly positive on the gameplay stuff. It's a lot faster. It's a lot more. Um, uh, cooldowns are a lot shorter, so you you feel more impactful. But um, yeah, overall, it's still Overwatch at the end of the day. Yeah. Um so yeah, the server situation, I made a it made me make a whole video about it because I was really looking forward to it. I don't know what changed in like a 24 hour period because at first I wasn't caring for this game at all. And then I was just like, I'm gonna try it. 
and I want to play it because I remember Overwatch. I think it was just that whole being burnt out of Apex Legends and just being tired of playing that game um, and wanting to play something new. Like, I'm legit probably going to buy Modern Warfare 2 because I'm just over Apex in a way where I'm starting to hate it. So I'm just, I guess I get off of it for a while and let, and let them fix some stuff. But um, I am, that's not the point of this conversation. The point is about Overwatch 2. I wanted to play it. I wanted to just play it and I wanted to kind of have a good time on it. And I was hoping that it was going to launch and be enough to kind of change my opinion on um, Overwatch. And this server crap, bro, it just really just takes the win out of everything. It kind of makes it feel like everybody was harping on Overwatch 2 being an issue. And I'm thinking maybe they maybe they weren't expecting the amount of people to join. But when you're having a free to play game, I think it's just kind of it's kind of common knowledge that you're probably going to be overwhelmed the first few days. Um, and I get that. Um, because, you know, multiverses, whatever has come out, it's always have service issues. It's never a perfect launch to anything, not even Apex Legends. It was still terrible at that point, too. Um, so it's just never going to be perfect. But to get to this point where it's not one issue, it's multiple issues and, that the the foundation of your game of moving your progress from one to the other is fundamentally broken. Um, it makes you feel like you're incompetent. So, um, and, and I don't want to say that because this is a large company and I, I'm pretty sure there was not, this is not the plan, but you guys literally are Activision and Activision has never missed a step on Call of Duty. They have never missed a step on Warzone, like to the point where people can log into that game and have a good time and it's not as it's minimal issues in a, in a way where there is always issues everywhere else. I mean, it's just, I feel like sometimes those servers on the Call of Duty side are just are, are close to being as good as Destiny servers. Like those are companies I, high, I, I throw in high regard to like their capability of staying online often. And that's the company that backs you. So I just didn't get it. I just like, uh, do they not care about Overwatch 2 now? Because they feel like it's like this was probably one of the most successful games that came out in 2016. So I just don't get the whole lack of preparation. Um, And that's not that's not to say. uh, Yeah. So lack of preparation. I mean, that's that's pretty much where I want to end it because I don't want to ramble because we all know it's broken. We all know that they're fixing it. We just all, I'm just trying to figure out a time frame on this now because when I go back into it, I want to be able to enjoy it for what it is and not have to feel like I'm waiting to be kicked. I am waiting for another queue to launch. I am wait, waiting for my characters. Like I, I logged in the other day and all my friends were deleted. I don't know what's happening, but it just something pops up every time that I log into this game. Um, so. Yeah, that's pretty much it, though. I think the I think the uh, hmm. let me pass it to so yeah, Josh. I mean uh, to Jalen. Just I'm pretty sure it's the same. But anything new to add, Jalen, about that launch experience? 
No, I mean, I just think it was a little bit of a slap in the face that I know that he's had the DDoS attack or whatever, but um, I think the biggest frustrating part was, I know it's like server issues, but like the instability that you wait for 40, 50 minutes to try to get into the game. And then, you know, we, we all, we all work in the stuff. I got full-time job, parents, all that type of stuff. And the fact that I literally need to cut my game on as soon as I get home, just so I can get ready to play it in like an hour or something like that. It's just kind of slapping the face of my time. And then I only get in to play like three matches and then get kicked out and get back in that queue. I'm like, I'm not going to play this game because at this point it's unplayable. Like, yeah. I don't have that much time in a waking day to dedicate a couple hours to playing a game and spend more time waiting to play the game than I actually do to play the game. You feel me? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, all that. I mean, it, like you said, it's free to play, so it's probably got a lot of people trying to hop on and stuff like that. But again, I mean, with Blizzard been around at the, as long as they were, all the multiplayer games, they well known for their multiplayer games. Like, that's that's where it is, like, top tier. But That's all they do. They don't make single player games. Okay. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, what, like, what's going on with this? But I don't know. So. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I guess if we have any positives, we can start with that and then go, if y'all want to go into more detail on the problems uh, with the game. Other than like the servers, um, well, yeah, I got I got plenty of positives. I feel like it's more fast paced. I feel like it's more team. It's not as it's it's definitely team oriented oriented. Obviously more, but it feels also that you can um you can probably get away with a little bit more. But at the end of the day, yeah, no, I, I actually no. It has it's now you can't get away with more because there's like really specific roles. Um and those like you only get one tank. So that tank has to be either good if he's good, it's great. If he's bad, it's bad. And it's like um it's like not it's not as forgiving, I suppose, but at the same time, a lot of the characters can are like um they have they have they have like duality in 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 a sense where sometimes you can help and um but most of the time you're trying to take down a tank I don't know how um how I feel about it just yet all I know is is that I'm enjoying the gameplay for what it is I can't really go into all the strategy behind it because I didn't play Overwatch that much but all I can t- all I can say is from where I'm sitting where I'm playing now when I did get a chance an opportunity to play I felt more speed I felt more um like cohesion and I felt like my healer could do more because uh, I usually play with Lucio. That's who's I that's who I usually play with. Um so it's really like that is that is my grounds to kind of tell what's working and what's not. So I mean Lucio was always good before, but he feels like he can be a little bit more impactful now. Um so yeah. Uh, I I at least enjoy the day to day gameplay. I don't feel like it's boring. I don't feel like it's um a lacking interest and i and i also like the fact that they're forcing people to play with certain roles because i would never touch any of these other characters i would just literally play with lucio every time if i didn't have like the q situation where you have to pick all i mean sometimes you have to pick all sometimes you could just stick with one person but i think as i continue to play and as i explore different characters i think um 
that's going to allow me to, you know, have a more of an appreciation for the game. But if I stick with one person, I think it's going to probably end up being the same thing where I'm just like either going to get to a point where I'm not competitive enough and it becomes boring or I'm going to get to a point where I am hitting a wall and I'm probably not going to be able to get past it. So it, it's definitely still in that in that space of I need to play with y'all right now to test stuff because I don't feel comfortable testing stuff with other players, to be honest. Still seems like a little toxic game a little bit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's how, that's my feelings as of now on this game. Yeah. And generally get to touch Ash. He can tell you his impressions of Soldier 76. <laughs> I used to, I think the way that they, they I guess the uh, the HUD is in that game, mm-hmm. it's harder for me to shoot because like, I think when I used to play with Ash, I knew how to, because her, her aim down the site slows it down a little bit, mm-hmm. but I knew how to like switch in and out of it and shoot and stuff. But like, when I'm playing with like Soldier 76, it got like an automatic gun and stuff. Like, it's a little bit harder for me to shoot. Like, I don't really, I don't really know what I'm doing right now. So, um, that's been a little bit of an adjustment. Uh, I do, I think the game, I don't know, I don't know if the game faster paced or not. I know they got rid of one tank in there, but I don't, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like the 6v6 was faster paced and I feel like it was, because I mean, like, let's, we can take Destiny, for example. They switched it to 4v4. Granted, it's another, it's two less players rather than um, one less player, but I feel like, I don't know, I, I just feel like it was a little bit more chaotic, but I know me and Josh had talked a little bit about it and the fact that they got rid of a tank, it can cause less delay and, you know, like kill time, I guess. So it kind of keep the ball rolling or whatever. So you don't kind of just hit them times where people just like wall up on you real good and you just can't do nothing. So um, yeah, I guess like, the speed of the game don't change, me. but my bad. Yeah, like the speed of the game don't necessarily change, but you get more uh, like – changes going on so i feel like the pace ain't you ain't at that stalemate because a lot of times when i was playing there was like a lot of stalemates and things like that but at the same time i felt like that's part of what make overwatch overwatch and the team base that you need to overcome those stalemates because y'all constantly trying to one-up each other that's why they allow you to switch heroes in the first place but um but i mean overall i know you've got something to say about that josh i'll let you go ahead yeah the the game speed and like underlying like uh shooting and everything i feel like are are all the same nothing has changed but it is the the uh battles go a lot faster because there's one tank so there's less stalemates because half of overwatch was like you're um you know you get stuck on king's row and like you're in the middle of the map and y'all stuck there for five minutes and it's just like there's nothing's really going on because one you have the the main tank there, you know, maybe it's a Reinhardt. He's really good. He's stopping everybody from pushing forward. And then when you finally kill him, Zarya is there and she, you know, uh, she's a problem on her own. So you can't just ignore her and push forward. And by the time you do get her out of the way, Reinhardt is probably back. Uh, so with it only being one tank, you kind of can remove that. Tanks are a lot stronger now. Uh, like Orisa is, is like broken. And so is Zarya. Um, and so they're really good, but if you can get them out, you can just push forward now. Cause now that the tank is out of the way, it's a lot easier to push. Uh, 
if the main thing is that abilities are a lot faster, like everybody's cooldown is like I feel like half as short as it used to be. Like Sombra can go invisible, like and she can stay invisible forever. And when when it ends, it's only on a six second cooldown, and her teleporter is on a two second cooldown. So uh she's pretty much invisible the whole game. And I I've actually started playing more Sombra because I, I liked her, but she was kind of hard to like I say stay stay effective because you kind of just playing like hide and seek for a long time. But like with her abilities now, she's like really good at just getting away. Um, same thing with like Orisa and Zarya. Everybody's cooldowns are a lot shorter, so Zarya is way stronger because she can just keep throwing out bubbles. And uh, Orisa just got a whole mo- new move set, so she's crazy. Um, those changes I like. It feels you know you can get to the meat of the the combat and not um, get stuck. I still don't think it's perfect, and a lot of people are going to get nerfed. Because, uh, like, they got a new game mode that's kind of, I feel like, unbalanced. Push? It's like, yeah, push. Because push is like a tug of war. It's kind of like, um, no, uh, not push. What is it called? Because uh, push was the, the old maps, like with the with the car. Um, the, the one with the, the, the robot, right? You're talking about the, the robot, robot. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember the name. I Maybe it I is. The name push, was push, uh, but, um, but it might be something else. Yeah, but that mole, you know, you fighting over the objective and the robot pushed the thing. But it's like my experience, I, I lost like 10 games in a row because I was trying to do like an achieve the, the challenge for it. And I lost 10 games in a row. And all of it was that it flip flops back and forth so easily. Like you push it all the way to their base and then y'all lose. And the robot moves fast and he going to push it all the way back to the other side of the map. And... Y'all going to do that for like five minutes and one slip up and the game is over because it's going back and forth so quickly. And it's kind of frustrating because it, it like you put in a lot of work on you for you to lose. Like, you know, during overtime and, and that happens to me a lot. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's my like who, the group I'm playing with or like skill level. Um, but yeah, otherwise, it's, it's pretty fun um, with like the gameplay. All the new characters, I think, are pretty fun. Um, the healer girl, she's not really my type of healer. Like, I don't like, um, I don't know. Like, I don't play Zenyatta, and she's kind of like Zenyatta, where she's like ranged. Um, but all the other, all of them are pretty good. Like, I really like Sojourn. Uh, she kind of fills that Soldier 76 role, but I think it's a little bit more fun. Um, and uh, Junker Queen is like an interesting, like, melee based, uh, well, kind of melee-based um, tank. She has some projectile stuff too, but yeah, I think at least overall that they they still got their formula. Overwatch Two was never a terrible game. It was just needed to be rebalanced to a point where it felt new and refreshing to play, and it didn't feel like oh everybody's settled in the meta and it's just boring. Um, so I think this did enough to change at least that function for some, maybe not the hardcore players, but, um, definitely. Well, I think the hardcore players too. I just think that they are a little bit in denial because a lot of people are saying it's the same, but it's not really. Um, but definitely for me, I feel the difference in the game. Um, and I definitely feel the difference in the speed of how the matches go. Um, it used to be very long matches, and now I feel like we can get something done quickly because 
if we're really in, um, if we really strategize and then we're really working together, we can push all the way through, um, a lot of that stuff. And I know there has been points where push mode has become frustrating because literally, like you said, you'll be sitting there over time and they have pushed it back. And, um, it's just like, uh, it's, it's frustrating because you are, they will, they will literally get the edge and push it all the way through at, in overtime. Like, come on. Yeah. But it's, it's a lot of stuff like, um, that, but overall, um, positives and wise is the gameplay, the characters, um, and I still like the maps. I don't think, I don't think I hated any Overwatch 2 map, to be honest. I always thought they were yeah, pretty. They removed the bad maps like yeah. uh, Anubis and Hanamura. Like they just said, they they not bringing them over at all. Yeah, I don't. I just think yeah, they did. I never hated any of the maps you know, to begin with, but for them to have that little of bad maps, that's that's a good sign. So I'm I'm all for playing the maps, understanding the maps, and getting better with the maps, especially with uh, Sorjin because she can like re re position high um quickly and i don't need a jetpack woman to play hers and i feel like she has a lot of good sniping and close range abilities um that help her so yeah um definitely want to explore characters i just really wish that everything was functioning properly so we can get some sessions in but that's okay um any last thoughts on overwatch 2 or or, or sorry we we actually <laughs> It's a long topic. Bad stuff about Overwatch 2. Like the actual things yeah. that we um I are think not the, liking at this point. And that's like game related, not server related. But go ahead. Yeah, I think fundamentally they messed up the progression uh in the game. Cause that's the biggest thing I've seen people complaining about like online. And it's cause the first game had loot boxes. You can get them for free every time you level it up, or of course you can just buy them or whatever. But uh, they they used to get a lot of crit- criticisms for that because you know loot boxes are gambling, and you can waste a lot of money on loot boxes and stuff like that. Uh, so they removed them and replaced it with battle pass. Uh, battle pass is usually fine, but there are a lot of ways you can mess up the battle pass, and they have a bad battle pass in this situation where well, number one, it doesn't give you back any in-game currency so it's ten dollars and next season you're gonna pay another ten dollars whereas all the the good battle passes at least give you some money back so maybe you can afford to buy the battle pass again for free if you want to save your money or it gives you a little bit money back and you can save up for a while um and multiverses does the same thing whereas like people were upset that it wasn't giving money back um the second thing is that without loot boxes um there is really no way to like get new content like new uh, rewards um because you buy the battle pass most of the rewards are trash there's a couple okay skins and like the really good skin at the end but otherwise you can play you know every day for two weeks and not get anything that you like which is a problem because um that's kind of the not the whole point like the point of course is to play the game and win but outside of that what are you working towards what are you getting to show for your achievements you you know you won all these uh matches or so what uh so a lot of people are upset about the battle pass and i think that it's i don't think loot boxes are better 
but it was a better implemented system than what they have right now. Uh, and on top of that, all their skins are expensive. Like you look at the store right now, it's like twenty dollars for some like trash skins. <laughs> Let's not forget ugly. Yeah, that, you're absolutely right. I was like, bro, most of these skins are ugly. Like they have one good skin, and that's the one at the end of the battle pass. Well, well, to me, I'm not saying that everybody should feel like me. I'm just telling me I feel like every skin is ugly, and they won't weigh too much for them. Um, and then wait, the battle... go ahead. Hold on, just, just real quick. So they don't got loot boxes in the game at all no more. No, no loot boxes. So what happened to the loot boxes if you ain't open them from the first one? You cook. So, uh, no. Well, yes. Uh, over the last six months, they they every couple of weeks they put out a blog post let let people know what's going on. Uh, basically, probably two months ago, they opened all loot boxes. So if you had a thousand loot boxes, they automatically opened, and it gave you everything in the loot box. So you just got a bunch of free skin. Well, not free, but you got a bunch of skins in your um, locker, or whatever you can check out, and any duplicates they turn into money. So that's cool. Um, you didn't lose your stuff, but the gold coins that you used to get. Um, that's now a secondary currency, so you can buy the old Overwatch skins with the um, the gold coins, but you can't buy the new skins. The problem with that is that uh, the over old Overwatch skins prices went up. So if you if there was a a thousand gold skin uh, for Overwatch one, if you look at the currency now, that skin costs more. Uh, I don't know if they're all like been equally increase but let's say they doubled in price so that means if you didn't use your gold coins in overwatch one you're getting less money uh for yeah so they basically waited they have to yeah. um the currency exchange and that's because you can still buy the overwatch one skin so like if you you know there's, there's a halloween scan from overwatch one that you want uh they will sell it to you for twenty dollars and so they didn't want people you know I don't know, getting over with all the gold skins, but yeah, it's trash. <laughs> so for me, I spent all my gold coins uh, the week before the game came out and got whatever I wanted. But now, like like I said, if there's a, a Mercy scan from Overwatch 1 that I want, uh, it's basically just spent $20 on it. <laughs> yeah. And which I know the prices, people are complaining about the prices. They're going to re- reduce them. Like every game does this. Halo did it. Uh, they're gonna find a way to reduce the price, but it's still like a backwards uh, way to do stuff. Yeah, I'm doing like Apex with that. So, so and that, so that means my bad. I know you had to finish sandwich with Sandy. I just wanted to touch on this. So that means the variability, the randomness, to potentially getting that epic scan or whatever that you wanted, legendary, whatever they call it in that game. You don't even have that no more because all you do is got that streamlined battle pass on what they put in there. Yeah, and the battle pass, you know, is set. There's only like, you know, 20 skins, probably less than 20 skins, and most of them are just recolors. Mm-hmm. The the real way, if you see a skin that you like for your favorite character, is just go to the store and buy it. Like, that's, that's the only uh, sort of progression that you get now. There is no random loot. There is no win 10 matches. You get something. Uh, there's not even like 
you get currency for winning. You just get experience and yeah. the currency you get for uh, completing weekly challenges. And once you're done with your week, you're not getting any currency and you only get 90. You, you know, they, the currency is kind of confusing, but you get 90 coins per week if you do all the weeklies. Uh, but a skin, like a, a gold skin, costs nine, $1,900. So people doing the math is like, oh, it's going to take you eight months if you just plan weekly to afford one legendary. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a so lot of... they won't be able to spend their money, and and of course, I, I'm 100 sure that in in a month or two, or probably even next season, they're gonna come out and say like, "Hey, we heard what you're saying about the the prices. We're gonna adjust them, blah blah blah." Because um, everybody does that nowadays. <laughs> I just don't know but, why they have to can follow suit. You know, it's like you. Everybody knows these things are problematic. Like, there's not even, like, any real dopamine effects. Like, I don't really find myself feeling excited to see the end results of the game because they don't even show anything now. It's like nothing is... It's like you don't have any type of reward for the stuff you did in the game, period. Yeah, I was thinking about that because Jalen used to... Well, even Apex, y'all do it, but Jalen would send the, um, you know, your gold medals at the end of a match with Ash, you know. Uh, 25 headshots and stuff like that. Like that, yeah. that whole screen is gone. I'm looking like, like why just... would y'all take away that screen? Like, I want to show endorse my the people that did really good on my team. Well, what the heck? Yeah, I, I mean, just, like, honestly, I was so it was kind of toxic, but also like that is it, it's still showing like all the good that you did in the game. I mean, I guess, but I I've to take it away and not let you see anything is just kind of yeah. It's I, I say I'm sorry, it like I was just I was just uh, just going to go back reiterate that the dopamine effect like there's nothing I show for what I did in that game. All I know is that I tried my best. <laughs> yeah, not for real. I mean, and I mean, I guess you could say part of it was toxic, but I feel like it was more. It was more. Um, I guess like. It did more good than bad, if you, if that makes sense. I mean, somebody, but are uh, you trash? I mean, but it don't even show the trash stuff, so it was like barely toxic. Unless somebody just really well, it was in the game because it like let's say Jalen pick Ash and like you can see people score in the game, and like w- for example, you'll always see something like I'm Zenyatta. Why do I have a gold medal in kills? Like that means our Ash is trash. You need to switch from Ash. Like people be saying stuff like that all the time because like you can see it, but that doesn't justify like Deontay said you shouldn't take it away as far as like the players um just like history and like showing you how good you you did in the game because it is nice to see like yeah I had 25 headshots and I was the best player in the match and like that that is good to see still I, I mean yeah. to see it, 30 kills you like hey he was going kind of he was going off like I'm finna get on his credit like like, yeah, that's all, yeah, that's all I ever cared about. I didn't really, I never thought of it in that way where, like, oh, he sucks or he needs to get off. Because honestly, it was just yeah. a game to me always. And I felt like, well, we tried. And if I knew somebody sucked, I could see it in the game anyway. It wasn't like I was like, 
oh, I had to go find and dig a hole and figure out who sucked. I was like, bro, you keep getting killed every five seconds and you're not getting any kills. I can tell you sucked. Or at least knew. But it's not like, um, I guess that was the confirmation, maybe. Maybe the confirmation screen. That was the. Yeah, bro, you see you it all the time in like competitive. Yeah. yeah, so. Um, yeah, I guess you're right in that regard, but I think I think it was a lot more positive than toxic. But again, you yeah, all you had to do is hide it from from, you know, do something to hide it from other players, not remove it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I just think that losing that. I mean, and you can still endorse who you want to endorse, but you can't really show. I guess they want you to pay attention more to the game and and that than to look at the in game stats. I don't know if it was causing some type of um toxic behavior in the game but whatever the case may be i used to enjoy it at least for that to kind of give recognition to the people that were doing you know well in the game but maybe it was too much um the other way like you said uh but yeah i just feel like there's no real true dopamine effect um that kind of keeps me engaged to at the end of the game i was just like oh no to the next one and if we do well in there like victory yay the victory really won but there's nothing really truly making me feel excited um, for the end results of the match it's like um it feel lackluster once you finish uh, so i mean the win is always good i guess but there's not even a screen to to slowly show stats and like take a picture of and show how you did on a game. Like there's nothing. I mean, you can see it during the match, but that's about it. I just don't. You yeah. You got to go into summary. like your game history to see that. Oh, and you got to go to game history. Okay. So it is buried yeah. somewhere. Uh, yeah. I just think it's like, it's very, I don't know, old school in that sense. I mean, a lot of people are trying to get away from it, not even showing deaths. I understand it. It's toxic people out there. That's just crazy. Um, and it's sad that they have to adjust the game for these people, but it is what it is. Um, I just, I just want some type of form of recognition for what I did in the game. That's the point. You don't want to play a game and not feel recognized for the effort you put in. So whatever the way case may be of how that shows up, it's how that shows up. But right now it's just nothing. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I hate that part of it i definitely hate the um i really don't care for the battle pass i don't i don't know what's what's up with me now with battle pass but i just don't care to engage it um and it's the same way with like i mean it's not it's not a problem for me throwing whatever they want at it and just like if i find something enjoyable like if i get to level 60 and there's no the one thing I hate about battle passes is when they put boost inside the battle pass, because then I have to actually engage the battle pass just so I can feel like I'm making this, this most as the most optimized progress. Like if they don't do that and I can just get to 16, I can, I don't mind paying for it at the end of the, at the end of the, um, the season, because then I know what exactly I already unlocked and how far I put the effort in to get there. But if they kind of do those tropes, like apex where you got like, you get you get a bonus for um, going farther in the past only on the premium side, not the actual free side. It kind of sucks. Yeah, Overwatch does if, it. Okay, well that's well, that sucks. Um, it's like so. a twenty percent boost or whatever. But I haven't bought it, and I'm at level twenty. But still, it it does suck because like you, it's always there because like it's kind of punishing you for not buying it. Yeah, 
is punishing you for not buying it, and that's what I don't agree with. Because I, if I if I feel like I'm going to if I'm on the same level as everyone else and we're just playing to play and we're having fun, there's no reason why I should feel punished for just playing without purchasing yet. I mean, if I have a plan to purchase, fine. If I don't have a plan to purchase, fine. But don't punish me for not buying first and then playing because then that just makes me feel like um, you all you're there for is my money. So. That's unfortunate. I hate that when it happens and a lot of our battle passes are doing it. So it sucks. But um, I guess that it is what it is. I just got to get used to not being fully optimized when it comes to uh, pushing through on a battle pass. Uh, but yeah, I, I really didn't care to look at the battle pass. Um, obviously, I am burnt out with Apex and I'm burnt out with cosmetics, but I feel like there's some on here that could get some time a day. I like the achievement ones a lot more if, if they had. I don't even know if they still have the gold skins, um, but yeah, they I'm do. leaning towards more of achievement based skins versus. Well, the gold skins are competitive and you got to put in work to get them now. Well, I, I, I still, this, I guess that still doesn't change my my statement that I'm more. Oh, you mean like you earned it? Yeah, they, earned yeah that's, it. That's, earning that's skins fine. Yeah. versus purchasing. So, um, I get wherever the case may be to earn it may be a troubling road, but I would prefer to have um, earned skins versus bought skins right now. Um, mm -hmm. And like the one at the end of the battle pass. I mean, you kind of earn it. Um, you can't pay for it outright. That's one of those situations, but then they should have more of those littered throughout where you have to kind of earn it versus just, you know, getting it. That earning and playing a long time is two totally different things. So we'll see how that works too. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I got on Overwatch. Anything you guys got? Uh, I did want to ask, did they get rid of the thing? You know, when you be going off, they put that, that fire to get around your yes. head that, when that meter going on up. fire. You still are on fire, like, in your stats, and uh, people will still comment on it, like the characters, but it doesn't show it on the UI anymore. Hmm. Oh, that's trash. I used to see that meter go. I'm like, I'm about to go crazy, bro. As soon as I get on fire, like, I got to get back into action so I can stay up, bro, but... I was looking at that, but I ain't see it on a, a UI or a heads up display, whatever you call it. So. Yeah, I think if you, I don't know if it's your character or another character, they'll they'll say like you're on fire, but it doesn't uh, it doesn't show it. Yeah, I I think they just I don't know they're they're trying to battle the 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 battle of toxicness. That's all I see here. I bet the battle of being less toxic. And that's fine because it was a very toxic game. And that's my and that's my point of saying I don't I only can try with you guys because I know it's not gonna be as bad as if I'm trying to explore, experiment with other people because it's just like they want you to play and they wanna win so much. I mean you can go in arcade and explore with people, but even in arcade they're doing like little goofy strategies. I just like what where where are you guys doing? Like yeah, you guys not care to have some fun? You all just want to win all the time? Or I understand winning and I understand the goal to win, but there's like this this sense of people were people were 
you know, like normal people just say GG. That's it. But there's people literally arguing in the chat. And I'm like, I turn off voice all the time, but obviously there's not on unless you jump into it. But um, most games are always turn off voice, but then they have the chat function and people are literally sitting there typing out stuff to kind of get their point across as you're ending the game. <laughs> I just be like, bro, if you got to type it, bro, it's not that big of a deal. Just let, let it go. But um, yeah. Yeah, Overwatch would be the worst because it'd be your, your teammates that be doing that. It don't even be the people you're fighting. Like, I don't, I don't even care what people in Call of Duty, like, message me and say stuff, but it'd be your teammates in Overwatch. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, Overwatch is bad. Like, they would literally message you and tell you stuff to tell you to get off of a character. Or you just like, bro, like, this match only seven minutes. Like, you really ain't got to do all this. I'm fighting. I'm not going to see you again. Just, just. Put a void player on me. That's it. Like, you don't need to go out your day to tell me that I suck with this character. Or, I mean, it's cool if I suck with the character. You're still not touching him. You feel me? Like, who cares? <laughs> so just, like, not raising up on Man, the ain't about to give up ash. Like, you're okay, not touching ash. I'm having a bad day, bro. It's cool. <laughs> you still ain't finna touch it, though. That's how it's gonna work. <laughs> Yeah, I just you know. You saw a healer, bro. You you sorry? Like we need we need another healer. Are, are y'all talking to me? Ah, uh, okay. Hey, Ash, she can she can heal people with her gun. You know that? <laughs> Maybe. Mm-hmm. Hey, boy, bro, what you? <laughs> yeah, I I just think it's a you know it's a. I just hope that um, the changes the accessibility of it the fun like the funness of being able to play with all the characters and and you know playing a role and that mode hopefully becomes a little bit more you know safe for people to just explore in and it's fine but you know the there's a reason why they're locking new characters out of the rank mode because it's just like jesus christ i didn't know this type of stuff about overwatch and i'm Glad I missed it all. I hope they can start afresh, but and those people that were good at it and were doing those things are probably going to come back to be good at it and doing those things. So we'll see. But we spent way too much time on Overwatch, um, and we probably have no time for other topics, but we're going to try. Uh, so first off, I wanted to switch over, switch gears to um, Google Stadia. Uh, Google Stadia is dead. It is officially gone. It is finito. And honestly, I called this a long time ago and I got a lot of hate on my videos about it. Um, talking about how Google never cancels products and you'll know what you're talking about. And <laughs> I'm definitely going to make a video just simply reiterating the same things I said before. And I'm going to revitalize that footage so i can say i said this a long time ago but it's not to rain on their parade or to make fun it's really just to show that this company is never structured properly to go into anything and lose like they have to win in order for them to stick around there it's just there's not much of a grace period for this company um and them trying to get into gaming i knew that was going to be the problem like everybody saw the writing on the walls you never really owned a product you never really owned a system 
you truly were running off servers. And if your internet goes down, your game goes down, there's nothing off offline to do with this at all. So I don't, I never understood the fact that people um, defended it so much, but I do now understand the benefit of the, the, the function. Um, there's a lot of games that I like to play during cloud gaming. That's easier because it's just no download. There's no updates. You just get in and play. Uh, and it, there's a continuation in the feel of, of simplicity that comes along with that. There's this, you know, leap in, in technology, the, the low latency of it, the ability to stream at 4k 60, it was all like really, really cool. And I bought into Stadia Pro and I'm I'm not someone that don't put their money where their mouth is. If I say I'm going to try something, I am. And if I enjoy it, I will continue. Um, I did spend some money on here. I am going to get a refund for everything I paid for. So I'm not upset. Um, I just know that there's there's people that used to love this and wanted and really enjoyed it. And there's now going to be a lack of void. So, I mean, you can try Amazon Luna. You can try um, NVIDIA Shield. I know that's a company that's reputable that might, you know, stick around a lot longer. Um, but I, I never, that never fell out the back of my head that this is going to be ending soon. Especially when they stopped getting new games. They're like their only publisher was still Ubisoft. And I was, I was, and that was guaranteed based off of a deal they made with them. Um, but there were plenty of things that kind of show that this this is a a dying technology not a dying technology it was it's a dying platform um they never rolled it into youtube they never rolled it into the things that they were going to do they never they never did the 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 easy jump in uh, functionality of it. it and they constantly kept shuttering um studios and and stopping game development and pretending like everything was okay until the one day they had to finally say it's not okay and we're going to be closing. Um, but what I can say about Google is they always kind of do the right thing. And the right thing was here was to one, give everybody their money back for regardless of what you pay for. Obviously they're not going to give you back the subscription service because you pay for that service, but they are going to give you money back on hardware you bought on games you bought because you're no longer going to have access to it. That's a company with some bread behind them. Like if you can literally just say this was a failure, we're shutting the whole thing down. We spent all this money. We're going to keep the technology, but we're going to really give everybody who ever paid and put in money and effort into this their money back. Dude, like <laughs> that's, some, that's a company with some money. Um, but yeah, that's what they're doing. And I'm all here for it. I, at least they're going out the right way. Um, there's a lot to say. There's a lot to say about that in itself, going out the right way. Um, but it is a dying. It is dead. It is. It is officially dead. Um, and I don't know if I'm gonna miss it or not. I think what I what I did like about it was it allowed me to stream games to my deck um, pretty easily because it was like a hack for it. Well, not a hack, but it was a, a way to kind of do that. You can use the deck controller. It was super simple, super easy. And I used it sometimes. I didn't use it all the time. Um, so, yeah. The controllers, hopefully, 
that that is the next that the next hurdle is the controller whether or not they're going to enable bluetooth so you can still use them because really they're going to turn into dead paperweights um and they don't want any other product back so you get to keep everything so this is really going to be will end up end up in a minefield somewhere or a landfill sorry <laughs> uh uh because they're not going to be able to be used. So hopefully they enable the Bluetooth. People can still use them on their computer, on their phones, um, and keep that going, even though it's a, a dead product. I think the Google Stadia controller was a decent controller enough. So, And I have two of them. So hopefully um, hopefully they do that. Um, any, did I ever dapple in um, cloud servicing or Google Stadia? Not yeah, Stadia. I've used... Bad. You got it. What? <laughs> what do you say? Nah, I just, that's how I got my bash there. Remember? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Insidia. <laughs> yeah, played for yeah. fifteen minutes. You got my bash and got up off my <laughs> Oh yeah, you're right. Well, Destiny. Yeah, Destiny, it was a, a finesse. Yeah, they gave it a pro game. People a lot of stuff and. um Jalen was refusing to buy the expansions on one console, so he jumped in on the Destiny on, on the uh, Stadia console. He was able to get some quests done, and then went back to the regular one, and he had his Bastion <laughs> weapon, that, that, <laughs> that crazy good uh, fusion rifle from uh, Destiny. But yeah, it's not even meta no more, man. It's just, it's just breaking my heart. But yeah, it's a lot of interesting stuff that's changed. But yeah, um, yeah, I forgot. Oh yeah, I was that. just gonna say I've used, um, I never used Stadia. I've used uh, Nvidia's cloud gaming at Xbox, and mm. for me, I guess the biggest thing is that they were both free, so it didn't matter what the quality was or what games were on there. If it was free, um, Nvidia's is cool because you can just pick your own Steam library. Uh, you don't gotta rebuy the game. And Xbox, you know, is is whatever they they put on the the service. Right now, I use uh, Xbox Cloud Gaming pretty much every day to um, stream Fortnite to the Steam Deck, um, and, and it works pretty good. But yeah, Stadia was was in a in a bad position because, like you said, they couldn't lose money on it. They they just you know wasn't going for that, and that kind of hurt them because I don't I don't think Cloud Gaming is making Microsoft money, but it's it's helping grow their brand. And that's, yeah, that's kind like of what Stadia needed to do. They had to stage it as a supplemental. Like, I mean, it had to be complementary of the regular of a, 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 a of a better service. So, like, say for instance, they did YouTube Premium and they added like this cloud service and gaming. That would have been more of a benefit for them because then you can tack it onto this. But and then people would, you know, you one you have something that's stronger as its foundation, but then you have this additional thing that kind of makes it worth more or makes it worthwhile, right? Having it be a standalone thing kind of caused it to have to stand alone. And when you have to stand alone, you have to be, you have to, they lead it with technology when they should have led with games. Um, They should have spent way more money on developing really sound video games. Like games that you could not play anywhere else, um, and if they could do that, 
they had to really they had to put a lot of money in. And um, I don't think nobody's prepared to do so. I think they have to first make sure the technology is structured properly and works well. And um, I think they already knew that it was going to work well. I think I think just I don't know. I think the way they kind of rolled it out, it was it was purposeful. It, it made sense, but they just did not have the, the needs to have the buy in and um, making that buy in. And I think the only game they ever came out that was exclusive was Guilt, G-Y-L-T. Um, and I don't think it did that well. And then they had the Orcs Must Die 3 situation where they was able to like generate more Orcs or whatever. Um, but it really wasn't anything that was selling this console. Um, then they had a really good situation happen with Cyberpunk because the new consoles ran like crap. And this was the way to get in cheap to play cyberpunk um shoot i would have just started giving away free copies of cyberpunk when you purchase i would have did that because they could have capitalized on um that game in a sense becoming exclusive because it was such a crap game everywhere else so um yeah i just think that they dropped the ball on structure strategy and marketing um and you can't really sell a you 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 can have a good product but if you don't have a good strategy it's it's always going to fail so um they didn't just they just didn't have good strategy and that is this is the efforts of what google does and with the promise of we're probably going to shut down coming always being in the back of everyone's mind because that is what they do it it made people not want to buy into their company and their new product and their new um, platform. Uh, Especially when you're giving it away for free. Basically, you don't have to pay for anything to use this. You just buy the games on here. Nothing about that screams sustainable. So, um, yeah, everybody gets their money back, which is cool. So, uh, but yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on it. Any final thoughts on Stadia before we move on, guys? Um, nah. I think Luna, if they haven't already, will will go away too. Um, because yeah, it, it takes a lot to to do these streaming services, and those standalone platforms are just not gonna um make it make the, make the cut like playstation and all of them been around forever it's not like they have this exchange buy-in right now like and those always been complimentary and nobody cares so it's like it has to be a complimentary thing and it has to work well so um i just we're not there yet i mean we will be at some point but not right now um but moving on super mario brothers movie Chris Pratt, uh, Jack Black, um, Keenan, I think it's Keenan Pell. I don't know. What's his name? Keenan. I forget the Keenan uh, guy's name, full name, but he's Toad. Which, key? Uh, is yeah, key, key the ball one? Yeah, Key is the ball one. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so did anybody see the trailer for Super Mario Bros.? Yeah, I watched it. Jalen, did you watch the Super Mario Bros. trailer? I go, I keep popping up on my stuff, but I ain't never sit back and watch it. I say somebody is talking about Mario Face, but I just, I ain't never watched it. I did click on a clickbait ad, 
to try to watch it, but you know, you gotta go through all that stuff. And I was just like, man, I'm not gonna watch it then, bro. Damn. <laughs> all them ads and all that stuff, bro. Screen rent, all that type of stuff. Like, oh my god. Like y'all win. Man, well, um I tried I mean, to Nah, you good, you good, you good. We're gonna talk about it anyway. It's it's cool. Uh Super Mario Bro, so the 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 trailer opens up with Bowser infiltrating a ice wonderland where the penguins are. Uh, yeah, they got the the penguins from Mario sixty four, where we was racing them all the time. Those penguins were being um, invaded, and very small creatures, very um, not so fortified. And Bowser coming with a very big lava ship, and and his whole army of the Coops and. Uh, yeah, it, it went exactly as you would think. They tried to stop them, and it was pretty funny because they had like their 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 they were they were over um insinuating their power and their ability to stop this man. So, um, what ended up happening is he uh one of the wizards kind of pushed all those penguins to the side, and he burned down their entire castle. And I never seen Bowser in that like super 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 you know villain space he was always like funny villain not villain villain but that was like a villain villain move where he burned down an entire like structure um and it's fine i guess it's going to be setting him up to be the bad guy in a way that maybe we we haven't seen him because he was always a goof it was not like a a good villain bowser wasn't anyway um he was always a a villain that played around or at least did not do the, the the most interesting or the most strategic move to win uh i mean he, like he, he's always he's always still a peach like why do you care about peach to steal the castle but it was just like um you know stupid stuff like that but we all know it's mario so who cares um, but yeah, once that passed, you get, he said he, he gets to a star, I guess that they had, the penguins had, and he said, he's going to, he did his little crazy laugh. And he says, who's going to stop me? And then, you know, Mario's thematic music. And then you get introduced to Mario. He's fallen He's like pushed into the mushroom kingdom. Um, it feels like he doesn't know where he is. Um, well, it, it looks like he doesn't know where he is at all. And, um, Toad comes and, that's where a toad is kind of essentially introducing himself and telling Mario to come on. And I guess uh, that's when they did the face reveal. Once Mario fell on the mushroom, got up, you can see his face and everybody had like a lot of interesting things to say about it. I thought his face were fine. I thought the animation was really done well. Um, and we could talk about pros and cons of this, of this trailer in a moment. But I want to walk you through the scenes of what happened. So when once he got up, you, he had shoelaces. Crazy. I was like, shoelaces? I ain't never seen this man with shoelaces. Uh, he had some shoelaces on his boots. Uh, and when he got up, he uh, told he was going to touch a mushroom. Told, told him to stop and was like making a joke about it because basically the, the mushroom wasn't actually poisonous. Uh, but then he's like, it's fine. Let's go. They were, he was trying to like, basically it felt like he was recruiting Mario or at least knew where he was going to be and kind of picked him up and said, let's go to the mushroom kingdom. Um, and that's where they kind of were jumping on top of the mushrooms to get to the mushroom kingdom. Um, but when he was leaving, he didn't say, let's go. He didn't say like his catchphrases. He just said, 
on our way to Mushroom Kingdom in a very Chris Pratt voice. <laughs> that was um something that uh that a lot of, lot of it was a lot of it was a lot of friction there with that one, but um I didn't care, honestly. I was like, you're not used to seeing these people talk. Bowser was talking as well, and and Bowser's mouth was moving in a way that normally doesn't move. And we know these people talk, but it was always words. It was never somebody actually voicing them. So uh, maybe there was some previous stuff, maybe in like cartoons. But um, right now, nobody's really used to it because they don't talk in the games. So um, I was I was perfectly quick to adjust. I don't care. Um, I just know that. If the animation's good, the story is good, and what they're doing is good, I'm I'm fine with it. Um, so when he moved into that, that's where you kind of it, it goes blank because it's a teaser trailer, and then after that, you see Luigi running from a bunch of Koopas. I think I don't remember if it was Koops or if it was Koopa Troops or if it was um, Ghosts, but he ran into like a haunted mansion. Looks like. Um, and it was just trying to close the door and get out, get away from them. And then it kind of pops up the final screen where we're talking about um, the date of when it ends and stuff like that. So that is pretty much structurally how that trailer went. I think overall it was solid and did what it was supposed to do. So let me, I'm going to go straight into my pros on it so we can keep it moving. Pros on that trailer animation was really a top notch. It's made by Illumination, the people that make you know, the Gru Minion movies. Me. Yeah, Despicable Me. Um all those movies. They're really good at animation. And it looked like it from the what I was telling. Um the Mushroom Kingdom looked very dense and very like a lot of stuff was happening on screen, like truly. I didn't I didn't expect like the Bowser ships to have that much of a detail and like very um it was it was just like obviously you you know what it's supposed to look like and you see it in these games, but there's like ten times more detail because there's those those game machines are just not capable of doing what they were doing in that movie. Like the fire, the melting, the 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 sh- the ship, the 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 cinematic, the effects. Like you you just know Mario, but think ten times more detail. Uh, that's what you can get from it. And um, faces were really animated well. And I felt like the mouthing and everything looked really good too. Bowser looked really good. Um, and even the the lines and the jokes that they were making were landing. Um, and it's Jack Black. So I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for him to be the, the villain. Um, but overall, I enjoyed what I saw. There's a few cons, but I'm going to let you guys go. Um, well, at least Josh, go on what you liked, what you saw. And um, then we can kind of go into the cons. Uh, I'll say it's it it, it didn't look bad because, uh, of course, it could always be bad. Um, mm-hmm. It's not what I wanted, but, I, you know, maybe I'll still watch it. It uh, could be fun. The main thing is, like, that, I know. Please. I will, because <laughs> uh, like I don't read one like the Chris Pat situation. Like I don't think his voice is bad, but his voice is weird, and it's not really, in my opinion, it's not really Mario. In which that's because I kind of think they're gonna do like a, a, a isekai story, which 
you know, that's that's just the story where it's somebody from the real world in a different world. Like it's the same thing they did with the Sonic movie is that Sonic was in the real world instead of being in Sonic world. But this is the opposite where maybe it's somebody in the Mario world because uh, they already confirmed that there are more than one Mario characters in the movie because they have his original voice actor in the movie as well. Um, so I don't know if that's going to be his grandpa. I don't know if that's going to be like the OG Mario. He like trapped and Chris Pratt got to save him, blah, blah, blah. Like all that's cool. I think the Illumination um, studio, they have good animation. And I, I like the Despicable Me movies. Like I don't I don't hate them or anything. Personally, though, I I kind of want it to go more in like a. Uh, I say. If this story is kind of like following like the original Mario uh, games where, you know, it's the. You got some Koopas, uh, you got Bowser, uh, he going around, say the princess. That's cool. I kind of want them to like push for more like crazy Mario stuff, like go Mario Galaxy stuff where he like jump between planets or he got a bunch of different power ups and like doing Mario Strikers combat moves and, and stuff like that. More, I guess, more of the game element of it. Cause I'm not personally not that interested in just seeing the Mushroom Kingdom, but that's just me. Like, you know, I'm I'm older. I played on all the Mario games. Kids probably will just have fun seeing Toad and and everybody. Yeah, I think I fall in the kid camp. But um go ahead, Jalen. I was gonna say that um I'm kind of the same way with Josh. I played enough Mario games that I don't want to just see like the bare bones type story. Um I think they'll do a little bit to make innovative, but when you were talking about like Bowser, like I'm not really mad like that. He's kind of like a play not a playful villain, but you can't really take him serious sometimes. Some games he do do more damage than others. But I think it'd be interesting to see Bowser as like kind of one of them, uh, not an anti-hero per se, but just somebody that's not, he, he a villain, but I don't even know like the roles and stuff like that. But in other games, Bowser isn't always a villain, like for say Paper Mario. They had like the Shadow Queen and then they had like the x Knox, those sorts of things. And I think it'd be interesting if they had something like that, but... Mm-hmm. And use kind of use Bowser in a certain way, but I mean, I don't think everybody gonna resonate with that as much because they gonna be like, who are these people, or why is this person there, or you know, those sorts of things. So I think it'd be more interesting from that as like a long time Mario fan who actually played a lot of the games and stuff like that. But you yeah. know, I guess, I guess it's a safe bet to just go like, oh, Mario, Mario versus Bowser, go jump on a couple of Koopas and Goombas and stuff like that, and just be done with it. I don't think that is their strategy. I know this this movie has been in six years or um, probably longer in the making. I don't find it to be that they want. I know they want to franchise it. And I know they want to make sure that they have like multiple entries. I think they're probably going to use what a certain particular time frame of when the Mushroom Kingdom and everything like that. And they may elaborate that on the series on the next um, movies. But I think right now. They need to focus on nailing the story, the animation, and the world building. I think I don't really care for um, an elaborate story, I guess, because if I get an elaborate story, that means that they have showed up their entire hand, right? And I think I would want to see more than just one of these. 
Um, and I want them to kind of be based in different times of Mario. I think this one deserves, and I think there's plenty there to show and animate to make it better for Luigi and everybody be coming together to either take down Bowser or to change. And then there's possibility for something else. This is the, it says the Super Mario Bros movie. This isn't the Super Mario universe. I mean, I know that there's plenty there. Or, right? but Arcane exists and they do the exact opposite of that, where it's not a small introduction. It's like, they give you a story. They also going crazy on the combat. They go on doing all this stuff and you, you putting know, extra threads in. Yeah, Nintendo is it's it's not. I mean, but it's Nintendo. What do you? I mean, they they're not making it. They're paying for it. But what do you like, think they're if, gonna do. They're gonna have Mario save Luigi and Peach and become friends with Toad, and that's the end of the story. <laughs> So you do you so you do know what they're which what, I mean, but you have an understanding of what they're probably going to stick in, right? You you don't think that this company what is I want to... and what they will do is not the same thing. I know they will play it safe, and I'm saying I don't personally care. Mario's been around forty years; no really needs an introduction to see who Toad is and how he met Mario. Like I don't know why that is even a even a consideration. It seems like too safe. And not interesting. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean people won't buy it and they make a bunch of money off of it, but it's not interesting. I still disagree, but I get because, like, for example, like Mario was and all that was in Wreck It Ralph. Wreck It Ralph was interesting because it was kind of doing like different stuff than like a traditional video game movie, but. If this movie is not better or like more wholesome than Wreck It Ralph, then it just you know I don't I don't really see the point other than just showing flashy stuff for the kids. Like if it's Mario, come out as Mario, the most famous video game character ever, and do something interesting. I think that I think that that ask can be met in a. In a t- specific time frame, I think there's a plenty of Easter eggs and things that they can do to to make it enjoyable for not only you but for people that are being free initially introduced. I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't see why it couldn't be both. I just don't, I don't see them steering away from that completely, but I also don't see them just providing that. But if they did do that. I guess I don't have a problem with it because I am more invested in the the character the 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 uh, uh, I guess the world building. I guess I'm not really more interested in because I've already know if I already know why do I need to see it on the screen? I just don't, I just already know that these things are and are important and are already going to are, are are in the back of my mind. I just like to see really well done animation type movies where they have some type of feel good, you know, centered uh, story. I don't really need, I, I guess I've always been that way where I don't really need it to to, to to do the most to get me interested, but I also know 
rare, they need to kind of step up their game. They need to step up their game on on providing a a a a twist that you may not see coming. Um, if if there's no twist and there's no uh, change to any of the characters, like I don't want them to kind of stay canon. I don't want them to f- feel like they're stuck in a box. But at the same time, um, what is canon about Mario? To me, I don't I don't really see anything like they haven't tried. So I just don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't when you say their world isn't special enough because it's like their their world is whatever they want to make it. <laughs> cat outfits running around doing cat moves. I mean, yeah, I just but again, I just that's also the whole how the, fantasy the surface of stuff where there's Goombas, boring. Toads, and um, Koopas. Like it, the how to put it, the old Mario games, so like. Super Mario is Bowser and his minions, and yeah. Bowser's still a princess. Like that's it, and maybe Luigi's in there. Like that's cool. I think, like I said, as a kids' movie, it'll be nice, and I do still enjoy kids' movies. Mm-hmm. But they also could go beyond that, in which they have, you know, oh Luigi's mansion. They got all these weird ghosts, and like oh the Mario Odyssey, he jumping in different bodies and doing different like weird stuff in the story of Mario Galaxy where they yeah. introducing like the, the star people and all those stuff. Like it doesn't have to like Mario doesn't have like a deep story, no. But you can do more interesting things than just showing like the the most basic characters and how they became friends. Like yeah. I don't I don't doubt that it will still be a wholesome movie. Like that's what Illumination is good at. Like they're really good at you know telling those family stories. And like that's that's nice. But like I said, Mario is just like I feel like Mario is could be above that where they can do all that. But of course knowing Nintendo they they would never let anybody do anything other than tell uh the story of Jumpman, <laughs> and and that's it. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I guess because I think um, there's a, it was a teaser trailer. I know that, um, I know that that's it's a lot to unpack. Where it, it we're kind of yeah, guessing, but- um, but I think you know, I I I, I for one am glad that they show what they showed um but i i kind of want to see more as well i don't want to start putting expectations on it just yet because once i start putting expectations on it then i could be disappointed i just rather to kind of go in with the mindset of openness and just feeling as if i don't want to judge it to meet those criterias yet i just want to judge it off of what i saw surface wise surface wise the animations were good what they were saying jokes were landing people at least i found that portion of it to be in an entertaining sense i thought the mushroom kingdom visual eyes were pretty decent and that's i guess that's where i'm gonna leave it any lasting thoughts on super mario bros and what you think, Jalen? He gonna uh, uppercut somebody and coins can come out? Absolutely. You gotta do something. They gotta take put Klepto to Condor and he loses his hat or something. Mm. Absolutely. Or you gotta race some penguins and take a shortcut and the penguin like, no, nah, that don't count, bro. You cheated. So <laughs> you gotta race me again. 
if it if it is just the basic Mario story, I guess I'm more interested in like anything after Mario sixty four. Because Mario sixty four, I feel like Bowser was like a decent villain, and he he seemed kind of scary. And you know, in the movie that he could throw him into like the spike balls. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me see. I, I think what I really enjoy about like Mario games is the uh, is the portrayal of like the characters in a different setting. So like, you go against the Koopas in one game, they be fighting against you, and then there's other game the Koopas your friends, and then there's other one they got like other good Koopas and bad Koopas and some. So I just like yeah, dry bones. Yeah, you like this little. I mean, dry bones. I guess is always bad, but um, it's just always interesting to see what side. And what role each character is going to play in the Mario game because it's like they got a uh, recurring characters, but the recurring characters don't always play the same role in the games and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I always thought that was interesting. Yep. So um, we'll see, and it's going to be cool. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, Next, I want to talk about was uh, CD Projekt Red's timeline. CD Projekt Red's uh, timeline has a lot of stuff they did not really. I don't know. Uh, I, don't I got know the where. list. Yeah, there's there's like I think it's like four different things or five different things. I'm not sure. It's like seven, but yeah, it's okay. four different like project or franchises. Uh, they got another Witcher trilogy, um, which they think is going to be about Geralt's daughter. Um, people guessing. But it's a Witcher trilogy. I forget the name of it. It's like Codename Sirius or something like that. Cool. It's like and plus- Polaris is the Witcher 4, right? And then there's, um, there's a solo Witcher game, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't know who's the main character. There's a Witcher trilogy. There's a cyberpunk sequel. Mm-hmm. Um and then, shoot, what were the other two? It's the Cyberpunk. Uh, uh, new like, IP that's yeah. multiplayer. And then, like, a, it's a Witcher multiplayer game or something. And there's, like, this original IP called Hater, Project Hater. It's, like, um, mm-hmm. that's the one that you're talking about, the, the, the new IP that they're going to be. It says... CD Projekt Red is officially begun its work on its own original IP as developing games for existing for 20 years. It'll be a AAA game, story-driven RPG, meaning it will likely fall into that category. Yeah, okay. So it's going to conclude those elements of the original title, but then we have Cyberpunk Orion. Orion? I don't know how to say it. Um, they are... This is basically the second. This is the sequel to um, Cyberpunk, and they're uh, they have acquired a lot of companies over the past few months, where they just like are giving them tasks, like big tasks anyway. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and um, yeah, so they're gonna. It's like this other company called um, that's going to be working on the Cyberpunk thing. It's a Vancouver team, yeah. and um, but yeah, they. What I liked about this, I mean, obviously they were doing it for the shareholders, but they they're they're showing us a map, a roadmap of what they're going to be up to for a while. And um, I mean, having just 
The Witcher and Cyberpunk is good enough, um, and I'm glad, but I'm super glad that they said that they have another original IP coming. Like, yes, it's cool to have those two be your mainstays, and Cyberpunk is an original IP in a sense where um, it was something new for and fresh, but um, it's not a it's not their intellectual property. They're just taking that story again like they did last time, but now they're going to be creating the story from scratch. And we'll see how that goes. Like, they're going to be making everything. They're going to be doing everything. They're going to be making their concept on it. Like, everything to relive that world is nice. Nothing going to be there to for them to foundationally move off of. And I'm interested in seeing how that goes. So, um, but yeah, I think there's a lot happening here. There's a lot um, to be said about it. And it's not all speculation. I don't want to speculate on it, but I did want to mention it because... Again, this is like a really cool way to announce pretty much everything. Um, but they have like a pretty cool chart here to show everything. Um, and I'm trying to think what would be the first. There's no confirmed window for Orion, which is the the, the sequel for Cyberpunk. Hadar, which is that new game that they're working on. There's no release date for that. Uh, Cyrus, which is releasing first, second, or third. I don't even know what that means. Releasing, for, <laughs> uh, it did. There's like Polaris, uh, which is the Witcher game, the new Witcher trilogy for game two, new Witcher trilogy game three. So Polaris is their next original game. It's Witcher four, but it's basically the the start of the trilogy, right? Polaris, I think so. Yeah, and then there's the new Witcher trilogy game two, the new Witcher trilogy game three, and that's all likely three years after Polaris, then likely six years after um, Polaris. So they're going to be like three years apart, um, and they're starting trying to release this one, 2025 at the earliest. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. 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 Do you think other companies should do this? Well, do they lay out? I mean, honestly, no, because announcing seven games is never good. (laughs) And realistically, maybe one or two of those games just outright just never come out or they come out a a long time later. So it's it's cool to be excited for stuff like that. Like, it'll be nice if Microsoft could say, like, we got these many games coming out. But uh, it's it's not good because it's not real. It's, It's just like you said, for the investors. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I felt like I felt the same way. I was like, I don't know if it's a good or bad thing because I felt like um, anticipation and understanding what they're going to be working on for the time being just makes it feel less exciting. But um, I don't know. I, I guess I would. I would. I don't know if I want it this way or the other way where I'm just not. I'm in the dark. Um it's just nice to know, that, and they can confirm that type of stuff, but I think with this, it really gives them not only a structure, but it provides the, you know, us a structure to follow. That way we don't feel like, well, we don't know when this game's going to come out, and I think that they didn't set any strong dates on anything. So, it's a lot, it's a lot of lack of information, but I'm okay with them just not you know, providing anything at all too. So I don't know. I think this is, um, 
middle of the road okay for me. I don't really think I feel any type of way about any of it. Um, I'm just waiting for Phantom Liberty. Yeah, I think it's called Phantom Liberty. Uh, and I like you like to be on the hype train, man. <laughs> I don't like to be on a hype train because um, hype just gets you. It's just a. It's just another tool for disappointment. Hype. Um, like that's why I don't want to hype up on the same thing with the with the previous topic. I don't want to do that to that yet. Because if I type it up to make it be something that it may not be, I'd rather just go in bare bones feeling of the way I feel because um, that's going to allow me to enjoy it for what it is and not try to, you know, make it to something that's not. Um, and that's kind of the same thing with these. It's like they didn't tell you enough to find, make you fail a different way. So um, that's fine. I just want I don't want it to be a one of those things either. So. But yeah. What do you what do you what do you want from a a new Witcher game, Josh? Anything new? Um, yeah, I I like Geralt, and they do a really good job with them. They they kind of finish his story, um, so I would be cool with him them going with uh, Siri instead. Um, but no, not really. I think the Witcher games are are good as long as they just have a an interesting like story. They always have really good writing, and I, I think they can do a, a cool trilogy. Um, but I don't know. I guess Im- improve the game from Witcher Three, like improve the combat, um, improve uh, everything that they can. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I I think that's the same thing. I just wanted them to kind of you know bring in some uh, modern mechanics, modern things that. Uh, structurally would make the game easier, ease of use, funner to play, a little bit more um, understandable. Um, There's a lot of things that sometimes you had to leave the game to kind of get a better understanding on. Uh, But there's most of it was pretty self-explanatory if you played it enough and you actually read what was in the game. Um, But sometimes you would miss something and you kind of like, oh, how do I do this? How do I make sure? How do I get back to this? And then the alchemy system was just a very interesting and to say the least, but there was something that they did to simplify that too. So, and that was with updates. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing it. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do to make it different. Um, and I'm really looking forward to being able to play through the entire trilogy. I just can't go back to Witcher one. I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm looking forward to playing an entire trilogy from them and really taking my progress forward throughout. Um, So, yeah, I'm happy, (laughs) at least for that part. I'm going to be able to play a trilogy. And I know this trilogy here is one of those ones where you're going to be able to move your progress forward and it's going to adapt the world to what choices you made in a very big world. Um, kind of in a sense like Mass Effect, but I just never went back to play Mass Effect. Um, and I guess it's going to be even higher scale than Mass Effect to me too. So I'm definitely interested in seeing what this is going to be. 
Uh, but yeah, then the next one I want to talk about was Microsoft launching a website. He launched a website to show how good it is for them to be taking Activision, um, <laughs> uh, taking Activision and uh, what benefits will come for gamers on this Xbox Activision Blizzard um, merch. Uh, did you check out this website, Josh, at all? <laughs> yeah, I seen it, and I read a little bit about the you know the ongoing court case with Sony uh, mm-hmm. about the acquisition. Yeah, um, they did get a win uh, recently. I think it was in the UK, somewhere. In it the was UK. in Brazil because um, oh, I, I think there are maybe like two or three cases, but mm-hmm. this was one of the bigger ones uh, that they won. Yeah, I did not know that it was this. I mean, obviously, this is a big undertaking. It's a big situation, so I get it. But um, private private equity companies are um, private, like uh, private funded or yeah, private equity companies. They they do this all the time. They buy other companies, and I don't know if I just maybe it's because it's big news because it's Microsoft, but. Um, like there's plenty of studios being bought. Activision is a conglomerate. I, I don't know if it's like it, it is safe to say that. I guess they are pretty huge um, in the the gaming space. They're not really small. They don't make out. They don't make one game a day, and they they probably have one of the top selling games um, of all times. Uh, probably like two of them. So they they just they are um, they're big. So. I get why this has to be done. I don't know who's it for. Um, maybe it's for people to be pointed towards to um, during these lawsuits to kind of make it easier for them. I don't know if it's for fans of Overwatch. I don't know if it's it's for people that maybe more so uh, don't know much about the gaming community or either what it what it, what it means for this type of community. But I mean. Come on, Fitbit. Come on, big feeling. You do your, you do what you want anyway. You got plenty of money to throw around. Um, yeah, I just, it just seems like a a good PR thing that the, yeah. they can use in court. You know, like they're trying to push it as like, uh, you know, this is inclusivity. This is about everybody. This is not about mm. you know stealing stuff to put on our platform. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe get a getting in the good graces of a judge somewhere. Yeah. Um, but I think, uh, it's, it, it, it screams that they're, that they're making waves, making waves at least like they're, they're winning places. And I think over at, at some point it's going to be more of, um, it's, it's more, it's more so going to be, uh, PlayStation just trying to stop it at that point. I don't know. I I just feel like um it's going to get done. I, I have no doubt in my mind that it's going to get done. <laughs> it is weird because yeah. I don't like you know, but I don't I don't think it's going to be an issue. Um, but yeah, I can talk. I guess I can read off some of these benefits. The benefit for the players: more games on more devices, including Xbox, PlayStation, phones, and online. You see, they include that PlayStation right there. Choices in how and where people buy games and subscriptions, and on one-off purchase options. For ninety-five percent of 
gamers who play on phones alternatives to gaming offerings from dominant mobile platforms. So they're talking about people being able to play their games on the go. Apple. Benefits for game creators. More ways to get games in front of more players through support, investment, and better access to gamers. Better revenue and fair marketplace rules through our app store principles. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> Greater flexibility and payment systems and experience they provide their fans. Benefits for the gaming industry. More competition in mobile where a couple of big players dominate. Greater competition in traditional gaming where Sony and Nintendo will remain the biggest. (laughs) (laughs) Emphasis on positive workplace culture and increased local investment from Microsoft and studios and creative ecosystems around the world. I I just... um, On your way to being the biggest, do you have to say these things? And then once you are the biggest... Can't you change your thing? <laughs> like at some point, if you keep doing this, you're going to be the biggest Microsoft. Um, mm-hmm. Regardless of what you think, um, mobile online gaming and you know multiplayer gaming is probably is is the biggest markets in gaming right now. Um, if you own the top IPs and most of that platforming platform shooting and um online access and pretty much like everything um are you not now the biggest i don't know these benefits is is interesting because it's like that can be the day this can be the today Mm -hmm. but tomorrow it could be totally different and yeah, and then there's nothing ever stopping them from, you know, removing Game Pass from mm-hmm. PlayStation and stuff like that. Um, but from a business sense, they are, I think, making a good argument for like, oh, here are the good benefits of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I think it's going to be kind of hard for Sony to fight this, but they're going to still, still try to fight it because uh, to them, it's it's cutting into their revenue, but Microsoft has a lot of clear. Um, what obviously their focus hasn't been the console for a long time. They're they're focusing on the overall ecosystem, and that's their benefit uh, that they're not focusing on the console. And uh, I don't think Sony is able to like fight their way out of this. <laughs> nah. I think they they can't do it on their own. At least they have to have like sanctions from different um, countries to help them. Yeah, they, they and that's that's what that Brazilian uh, court mentioned. That from the case that's presented to them, they don't see a uh, a detriment to gamers overall, mm-hmm. and this. This fight right now just seems to be about protecting Sony's uh, revenue, in which that's not what the um, the antitrust thing is for. Yeah. So um, definitely think they're going to get approved. Definitely think it's going to be a change in the, in the way the gaming is, maybe good or bad. Um, but either way, um, it just shows that the power of 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 countries 
that they can like even hold it up for this. And antitrust is a big, huge, and, and um, it's a huge thing. So, um, regardless of what we think, I I I can at least I can at least have a smidget of faith and feel that he's going to try to do the right things. Maybe he maybe it's going to go over his head because Phil again isn't the CEO of Microsoft. He's CEO of game Microsoft Gaming. If Microsoft say, "Hey, cut it off, my guy," but it just don't feel like Microsoft is in a space right now where they don't they've won enough. Now they want to win on a scale that is unachievable and to be to win on that scale you have to give away things for free you have to be more inclusive and you cannot be um stripping to or or you cannot be confined to your own devices that is not how you win like that like there's a reason why you know android is still the highest selling phone everywhere because they're the open phone apple is only in the U.S. because we are so, you know, people are closed-minded, whatever. I don't care. I'm, I'm not going to get on my Android box, soapbox, but um, people, uh, they know where to win now. They not, they're not thinking small-scale. They're not thinking just their backyard. They never have been, and um, they're going to win in that way because they want every dollar and they want every eyeball to be associated with their um company so to do that you have to give things away for free you have to really support technology and growth in a, in a on a scale that you're you may not even dream of yet and once you get there who can really who can really debate it who can really you know not even debate who can really achieve that with you no one so i'm i'm looking forward to seeing that at some point um and it may be it may be worse. I'm, I'm I can't I can't tell. I can't say that it's not it's going to be better. I just know that um you can't stop large companies from growing. All you can do is find out different ways to eat, and um, that's what they have to do. Like PlayStation, Sony, they have to find their better ways to eat. They 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 can't rely on Microsoft doing the right thing at this point. And Sony can't pretend like they haven't been doing the same thing anymore. (laughs) (laughs) One has to change. And if they're going to change, you can't just be, oh, let me throw some old games on the PC. That ain't enough. That's not enough. If you want to play with that guy, the guy that's over there giving everybody the millions and and, and and breaking bread with everybody, you have to begin to break bread. And if you have, if you want that, and I know it's going to cost you because mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it is. It's going to cost you. Um, you have to figure out a way to, 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 to continue to stride with him because at some point Xbox yeah, is definitely going to be the ball. biggest. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to play ball, bro. I just I don't see it ever happening. I think they're gonna find a lane. They're gonna be comfortable being the gaming console with the best games. They're never gonna be the game that is everywhere. Then the the Xbox 
ecosystem is going to eat the PlayStation system alive in in every regard and functionality, feature set, ability, um, the the, the simplest simplistic things they're going to try, um, but at, at at the end of the day, we're going to see uh, elev- this this elevation that Microsoft is going to get to. That they're never Sony is never going to get. They have to just. They're going to end up having to pay Microsoft, and they already are. They got to pay Microsoft more money to even be able to play ball with them. So we 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 will see. I give it six years, seven years, seven years from now when they the new consoles release, just like with Google and um their phones. Like all the AI, machine learning, structurally things that you just could not. Like Apple had to play ball and Apple had to give away services to get data to start to do the same things that Microsoft, uh, Sony, I mean, that that um, Google does. They're never going to be as big as Google because big, Google's reach is far beyond just cell phones. But um, it's they're going to get to a point where you know, they're going to be comfortable. Like Apple is very comfortable with their margins. They're very comfortable being that company. They're, they're, they're not going to ever be better than Google structurally um, and server wise. Any, any of the services and things like that, it's just never going to happen, but they know where they're better at them at. And they're going to keep refining and keep getting better at building out an ecosystem. That's very housed within their selves. But at some point when the market switches on them and they can't continue to hide behind the the terrible um, green bubble and um, these little gimmicks that they do to kind of make it seem like their their practices are worthy of our attention. Um, it's going to be a bad situation for them, too. I don't know when that's going to happen because people are so, you know, drilled in their mind that it's better. But slowly but surely with machine learning, with AI, with the things that, that these other companies just can't do, you're going to see the difference in quality and ability. And they're not going to be able to catch up. <laughs> it's just that simple. They're not going to be able to catch up. Um, and that's where it's going to break for most companies. It's just like that, that, that strong showing. And I mean, that's, that's, we go, that, then, then you're going to talk about laws and how government's going to step in to kind of, to, 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 to level side level level the playing field but until that point they gonna keep uh they're gonna continue to elevate and we'll see where they land um but it's been way too long spent two hours and I know there's one extra thing I want to talk about um and if you guys are still free we can move into that and then we could be finished are you guys still I'm free? Uh, yeah, I'm still shoot, I'm around. Gonna, how much? How much time is gonna be? I, I just, I just got to work, but Ooh, I can be on my phone. Okay, um, it's not gonna take that long. And uh, matter of fact, let's just save it for next time because I don't want to do that. Like I said, we're literally cramming this in for you guys. So please like, share, listen. Understand what we doing here <laughs> to get these conversations to you. We got people overseas. We got new babies in the house. We got people going to work. I'm trying to get back to work. 
Man, I had to get back to work. We got people trying to get back to work, and we're still here doing this. So, um, yeah, be have some grace with us. We appreciate y'all listening as usual. I want to thank you guys. If you got to this part, you always going to forever be the real OG. I uh, thank you for uh, sharing. If if you if you enjoy these conversations, um, definitely share. Uh, let someone know. Give us a rating. Um, you can always find these on the BCD Universe. Uh, uh, well, not not anymore. Actually, I took them off because uh, you can find some clips. You can't find the actual full thing, but you can find some clips. But always check it out where you can find your local podcast, wherever you want to go. It's always there. Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you where we are. We're there wherever you want to be. So I uh, appreciate you guys listening. And until next time, we will talk to you later. Peace.